Welcome back to the Father Samba Podcast. I'm Father Samba. Yeah, sorry. It's been kind of long since the last time I've spoken. I'm going to be honest. The school year's been whipping my ass. It's been pretty hard. Not really coursework. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of homework to do, but it's mostly just the mental aspect of it. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It's just been rough trying to transition back to regular life because... Honestly, with the pandemic, I've grown more comfortable with just being at home, not really having to deal with people, and then trying to get back into that, it's been overwhelming. It's been pretty hard because I spent pretty much, I don't know, a year and a half not really socializing with anyone new, maybe talking with a few people here and there, but it's just been mostly sticking to the same people, and it's hard getting out of your comfort zone. It really is. But, I mean... I will talk about some funny things that have happened over the school year, but there's some stuff that I wish I could say, but I unfortunately can't because it involves work. I don't want to talk about a certain job where I'm working if I'm still there. It just seems like it's a breach of ethics, so I'm just going to talk about the things that I can talk about and still have a job. Doesn't that sound great? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. When was the last episode made? September... Sorry, I'm not sure if people actually want to listen to what I have to say. I'm kind of a crazy person. But, I don't know, I like to write stuff down. I haven't had too much inspiration because I've just been worrying about work and school, work and school. But, thankfully, I came home over the weekend so I don't have to deal with the people in my dorm. Nothing against them, it's just that it just doesn't feel right when I have to record something there. It doesn't feel right because... Sometimes it takes multiple takes, and if I screw up, I just rather have my own space. So, I'm back at home for the weekend, so I can just collect a little bit of my good mental health, just in time for me to go back, suffer another week, and then spring break. Okay, sounds good. Okay, the news portion. I'm not going to talk about the pandemic that much, because I'm pretty sure you're sick of me talking about it every episode. Well, you've heard about the labor shortage, right? One thing that I find really dumb about all of this is companies are saying, we're urgently hiring. And then if you apply to the job and you don't have the exact qualifications, they're not going to hire you. It's really stupid. How can you say there's a labor shortage when there are 20 people who are applying and want to work, but you're not letting them get the opportunity? It's kind of stupid. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I'm not sure if it's necessarily the people's fault, because many companies, they rely on different algorithms. Algorithms have to pick up certain things. There are keywords that people want to have. Are you detail-oriented? Are you a team leader? All of that. So really, it's not about work experience anymore. It's about writing a resume. Who can write the best resume? You know, I want to know how many people wrote amazing, stunning resumes had amazing interviews and are just terrible workers. They're just good at selling themselves. Because honestly, it's not fair. Some people, they have the skill. They just struggle with interviews. They don't know what to say. It's seriously an issue because with me, my brain and my mouth are not always intact. They are sometimes conflicting. Do you think that I can always just speak my mind? 
Now, half the podcast, pretty much, maybe two-thirds of it, is me reading off of a script because I need it. I need to have a script. Otherwise, it's just going to be me rambling. And do I really want to spend so much time just cutting out random spaces, me stumbling over my words? I don't want to do that. That's why I need a script. However, when it comes to in-person interviews or interviews over the phone where they ask you weird questions, questions that you are not prepared to answer, and then they go... Your answers weren't that good. You're not getting hired. Are you kidding me? I swear, it's like companies want people to be stuck working entry-level jobs the rest of their lives. It's bad enough that rent prices are going up because landlords are suddenly needing to get their money. The world is just going to hell. The world is going to hell if it hasn't been there already. Hell in a handbasket, that's what I say. Yeah, I say that because I've been applying to interviews. I don't know how many I've applied at this point. It's been about, I've applied to maybe 40, almost 50 interviews. That's 50 different places for an internship. One of them has to hire me, right? Someone has to. I've had probably about five or six interviews. And so far, I haven't had any offers yet. Look, I have changed my resume so many times to fit all the little qualifications they want. How am I not qualified for an entry-level internship? It's entry-level. You're supposed to say, I've got these skills that'll help me. Boom, hired. No, it's it's an internship for people who are in college. How do you expect us to have prior experience if you're not going to give us the experience? This is so stupid. It makes no sense. Are you kidding me? I swear, these companies want us to be poor the rest of our lives. They don't want us to go up and climb the ladder. Yeah, how many more old people need to retire? Can you just retire right now? Why do I have to compete with you? We've got an entry-level job, and then some 50-year-old who's in the middle of their career decides to change what they're going to do, and because they have a master's degree, the companies are like, well, we're going to hire you because you're more qualified. That's great and all, but younger people are getting screwed over royally by this. It is not funny. It is not a joke. We have to put up with all of this because old people are just continuing to wreck the world for us. I'm not saying our generation is perfect. We're not the best at saving money. But we are missing out on so many golden opportunities. Opportunities that we could have gotten maybe 30, 40 years ago. We're getting screwed over so badly. As I said, yeah, they've got algorithms picking out resumes. It's not people. It's algorithms. It's computers. They're the ones reading resumes trying to figure out who's qualified, who's not. Well, apparently, we're the not. Love that. We love that for us. Okay, that was pretty depressing. I'm sorry. That's just where I've been the past couple of months. That's why I've been doing too much. Well, I've been also doing work. I've worked quite a bit. It's not that I'm doing hard work. It's just that you're in the grind. You're working, making money, trying not to get in too much debt because, you know, that's the point of college. I'm just hoping to get into a little less debt, trying to pay it off. That's why I want a paid internship. That way, I can just slowly start paying off my current loan, and then I don't have to get a loan for next year. That's what I'm hoping. It doesn't guarantee anything. I haven't listened to my last episode since I uploaded it, so I'm not sure if I had a rant about job interviews the last one. Turns out, Jerry Seinfeld already said that the comparison of a job interview being like a first date. I did not intend to steal from him. It was, I'm just going to say it was parallel thinking. 
you know, if Amy Schumer can still have a career and then blatantly steal people's jokes and write off as that, you know what? Seinfeld's had a career for over 30 years. What are the odds that I'm going to accidentally say something he said? He said a lot of stuff. Now the part that sounds a little bit better. The scripted part. Okay. There's all kinds of strange technology coming out. Mercedes-Benz is coming up with a car that runs on mind control. Let me be the first to say, that's a car I would never buy. You want to know why? I would die driving that car. Being serious, I don't exactly know where I'm going where I'm driving. I just figure it out eventually. After some second-guessing and wandering, I just get there. It's like finding Wetzel's pretzels at the mall. You don't really know where it is until you see where it is. Here's another reason why I won't be using mind control. You see, my brain plays jokes on me all the time. I don't want to drive on the road and suddenly think, Hey, why don't you drive off that cliff over there? Because you know the car is going to follow the demand. I'll get picked up by the ambulance, and then I'll tell first responders my brain just made the car go off a cliff. Next thing you know, the ambulance falls off a cliff because the driver is wired like I am. Weep. You just gotta love intrusive thoughts. Thoughts you didn't ask for, but your brain supplies just to fuck with you. I'll give you another example. You know, think about Matilda. Remember Matilda? It's a movie about a young girl learning she has telekinesis and finally faces her problems. Oh wait, that sounds an awful lot like Carrie. Yeah, when the rubber meets the road, both those stories have pretty much the same premise and a very similar plot. Yeah, both their lives suck as a shitty family and mean adults at school. Then they get superpowers, and then no one messes with them. You know, there's just one thing setting them apart. Matilda got her powers when she was young. She was still happy and enthusiastic about the world. You know, if she didn't get her powers until about high school... It would have turned out just like Carrie. I mean, exactly like a T. If you think about what makes a movie special, you can consider many different factors. However, a movie's purpose can set it apart from the bad filmmakers who don't even consider their movie should have one. When Harriet Met Sally has a purpose, it's that a man and woman can never just be friends. That's the message. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't. You see... We're a little more complicated than that. Guys can have female friends that are platonic. Of course, I'll be using my perspective as a man to describe my friendships with women. The way I see it, there are three different friendships a man can have with a woman, heterosexually, of course. First, you got the girls you will never date. There might be many reasons why you will never want to date the person. Sometimes it's just because they're in different leagues. One person's a two, another one's a seven. To be polite, I'm not going to say which one is which. That might not be the reason. You might feel like siblings, and you don't really want it to feel incestuous if you tried making moves on them. She might think of you as a brother, and you're not south enough without being served flirting. It might not be as gross as you imagine. Some people just simply bond together in a platonic way, and there's no way you'd ever be compatible with them romantically. Second, you've got women you won't mind dating. They might not be the obvious choices, but you have some sort of chemistry with them. That's when you get something called a situationship. If you don't know what that is, it's when you get infinitely closer to dating the person without ever dating them. Basically, imagine in the office, Jim and Pam. How about what if they never got together? 
but they just casually flirted. Sounds anticlimactic, does it? Well, get used to it. It's a very common situation for situationships. Hey, if, if you're not content with the just occasional flirting, you might want a little bit more. You don't know that what you want, and neither is she, probably. You might like her, and she might feel a little bit the same. No, you're kind of at that weird point where you don't really know, or even if you will, make the first move. It's yet another day in the trenches of World War Love. No man's land. Woohoo. Oh, okay. Will you gain any land today, or will it be just another day of stalemating your mate? Okay, third and last. You've got the girl friend that you would like to have as a girlfriend. Much like the last type, you might find some flirting with her, but what sets it apart is you're not flirting for flirting's sake. You've got purpose and direction with it. Perhaps you'd like to take her out, and if it goes well, you can take her back to your shabby apartment and, well, <laughs> read poetry together. Now, this story can end in many different ways. First one, you might actually get lucky for once. You, she might like you back, and you might get to go on the big first date. And if you go from friends to lovers, don't forget what made you friends in the first place. Don't let the <clears throat> poetry reading get in the way of what you had without special. Nietzsche said it best. It is not the lack of love, but the lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. And Nietzsche now, being a philosopher, made it a lot harder for him to have friendships. But remember... They call it getting lucky for a reason. One date can't guarantee a thing in the world. There's risk and reward. Who knows, and she might feel this way about you, but you lack the courage to do anything about it. No risk it, no biscuit. Gamblers know what I mean, even if it means counting your losses here and there. On the other hand, you can get rejected. It seems like that after a million rejections, it still hurts. Okay, quick story. There's this girl I talked to near the very end of lockdown back in 2020. We started talking around April, and we finally met for real in June. But halfway through our get-together, a thought entered my head. I don't think I like her. This didn't happen when I first picked her up or when I got home. It was in the middle of the date, if you can call it that. I don't know if it was me or she just hit her annoying side over text. It took me over an hour to realize, but... I couldn't just leave. I picked her up, set men I'd have to drive her back home. If I could work retail during a lockdown, I could pretend I like a girl for another hour. What I did next something I still regret. I waited until I got home to tell her we should just be friends. Let's just say it didn't go well. She accused me of leading her on, which I wouldn't say I did. After about a month of texting, I finally get to see you in person. I noticed all the red flags. Remember, I've had to experience some messy breakups, and I'm trying to protect myself because I don't want another equally terrifying or worse breakup down the road. Okay, I had a similar experience later on back in 2020. Only the first time we met up, it wasn't really a date. See, I had a mutual friend who was also a girl that I tried to date and failed. Not telling that story. I was helping both of them move because they were roommates. So, the person I knew first, she brought her boyfriend. So, she and her roommate were kind of close. So close, I felt invisible. You know, at one point, when they were moving stuff around in her new room, I just decided to stop helping them. I just sat on the floor to see if they noticed. 
They didn't. But let's just say, when it got time to leave, I dashed. I didn't stick around and chat, because... What was there to talk about? I was sitting on the floor for like half an hour. Okay, the second time I hung out with this person, it was one-on-one. I have a Costco membership, so I was able to flaunt my privilege that day. Of course, they weren't giving a free sample because, you know, it's still a pandemic. But she wanted to get some snacks. She got her snacks. Okay, I got myself a big bag of Doritos. Hey, we both like food. It should have worked out, right? Pick up the pattern, bucko, because it didn't. One of my biggest fears is that people only pretend to like me. Some people are scared of Bigfoot, but at least I know my fear is something real. With this girl, she kind of talked me away cashier would talk to a customer. If you worked in the service industry, then you know what I mean. Oh, that's okay. Have a nice day. It bothers me. This is real life, and I am a real person. I'm not a customer. From the sounds of it, it's like she was talking me out of obligation. Okay, this time, I had a better way of letting her down. She was only in town because of college, but she lived about four hours away. I told her that I was afraid that classes would be online again and she'd have to go back home. If there's one thing you should know about me is I can't really do long-distance relationships. Over two hours away, can't do it. I'm already touch-deprived, so <laughs> that wouldn't make me feel better just during a pandemic and nonetheless. Okay, she sounded disappointed over text, but it turns out her real-life reaction was a little dramatic. Fitting, though, I mean, she majored in theater. So, the friend we had in common told me about it, and she, apparently she was crying, saying that no one would ever love her. Believe me, I'm not the person worth crying over. Even if I die, I'm the only time it makes sense to cry would be if you're crying tears of joy. Here's the funny part. She found another guy days after. Was he any better? No, but that's not the point. What was the point of that? I just aired out all my dirty laundry, and now it's time for the dry cycle. You might not have gotten my golden opportunity to reject. Hell, there are many times when you pine for someone who's already taken, but that's a serious problem. Some people don't know when's the right time to tell you about their boyfriend. I'm not sure if this is for defense, but some girls immediately tell you when they have a boyfriend. No reason, they're just trying to repel you. Hey, can I have a pencil? I have a boyfriend! Well, damn, if I knew you were dating a pencil, I wouldn't have to ask you how crazy you are. Then there's another extreme. You're in the middle of playing something romantic, and all of a sudden, she springs it up on you. Ooh, are those flowers? My boyfriend is a gardener. Son of a bitch, if I knew there was a mister in the equation, I wouldn't have let myself get hurt this way. But wouldn't you like to prevent yourself from that embarrassment? This might not always work, but here's what I would recommend. Assume everyone you're talking to is already with someone. You don't think she does? I'm sorry. You have to tell yourself she does. Gaslighting yourself a little bit doesn't hurt. Have you heard of lowering expectations? Well, there you go. This is pretty low. No, the only thing worse than that is trying to get her to her boyfriend. That you didn't just make it. Okay. It's, and it's not easy to figure out if she has one or not. You can't just ask, because that's something a psycho would do. You have two choices. If you're subtle, you can sort of ask and apply it. However, it's not always something you can do. The safest thing you can do is just say nothing. That's right, nothing. Sometimes you can check her social media and see a post about it. If not, she might bring them up eventually. 
Mowing a lawn is hard, but I hate pulling the weeds. Oh, my boyfriend smokes weed. There you go. If you know each other well, then you know we're a little bit better than What you know is to back off. She's taken bacon, and you know it for a fact. And rather than hope for their downfall, be grateful you learned the easy way, because I doubt you would want to find out when it's too late. Okay, I had a reminder to finish that, but I think it came to a good conclusion. One of my problems with comedy is I never know how to end. I just finish abruptly, and it disappoints everyone. Then I can't write good closers. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well, happy Valentine's Day two weeks ago. Yeah, if I procrastinate long enough, I'll eventually hit a holiday. Or just miss it. <laughs> like, what's another holiday that's coming up soon? Well, April's in two months. Which means, hey, I'll have a birthday and then Fat Albert can tell me I need to get therapy. Okay, but Easter is another holiday. Two months from now. So if you're celebrating Lent like a good Christian boy, you can have something to look forward to. It seems today that all you see in the ways of cinema are what you've already seen. Whether if it's remakes, reboots, spin-offs, reimaginings, it's nothing new. It's the same old, same old. Garbage in, garbage out. If you're not watching yet another comic book movie, it's Hollywood trying to distract you by repackaging a movie you already saw when you were a kid. Why do you think they wait for Keanu Reeves to become relevant again before bringing back Bill and Ted? They're not dumb. They're just lazy. That's why I think we need a real reboot. Or should I say a resurrection? Jesus, that's right. He's coming back, baby. And not just for three days. He's back and he's here to stay. He's going on tour. Get your tickets to see Jesus in the flesh. Take your picture of Jesus, but don't touch him. I'm sorry, Jesus isn't coming to America, though. If you read the Book of Mormon, you know he was already there. Plus, he has too many annoying fans here. He's got super fans, but he's also got those people who think they know him, but they don't. Also, people are going to see him and yell, Jesus Christ! Worse yet, they're not blaspheming, they're just saying his name. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll go back to his roots. He can watch as the land he called home gets drilled for oil so your Uber Eats driver can deliver your waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. He'll see people kill each other in his name and his father's name. So yeah, maybe he won't go to the Middle East. But perhaps he'll go to Ethiopia. Hey, you know, they've known about him longer than Europeans have. They'll treat him well. If he can turn five loaves of bread and two fish to feed thousands, that's definitely a good place to start. Okay, there you go. Welcome to the Asynchronous Calendar by Father Samba. Okay, we went to February, then April for Easter. Let's go to January for New Year's. Usually at the end of the year, people try to honor the lives lost by listing them. Here's the thing. We've lost too many people these past two years. Why would I constantly talk about being sad? Not when I can just sit around and internalize it as I fall asleep. Instead, I'm going to list things I'm glad that ended this year. Because while our newly departed can never return, certain ideas might. And it is my duty to warn you about them so they never come back. First thing I'm glad is that's ended is doing a thing. You ever hear about it? Someone you vaguely know posts on Facebook, So, I did a thing. And that thing is one of the stupidest things you've ever seen. To them, doing a thing isn't buying a latte or reading a book. No. 
usually means getting a tattoo they didn't need or a piercing in a place that shouldn't be pierced from the start. In fact, doing a thing can turn a seven into a two. Let me be the millionth person to say this. No one looked good with quarantine bangs. For some reason, everyone who tried ruined their hair at the time, and they couldn't get it fixed. While it's one of the safer things you can do with a sharp object, that doesn't mean you should post on social media and act like you're somehow fun and quirky because of it. Okay, I met a girl who went the extra mile and shaved her head during lockdown. Have you ever tried imagining Sinead O'Connor, but said you got Curly or Uncle Fester? If we have to suffer another lockdown, let's not do this. No more doing things, okay? Second, no longer guessing when everything will return to normal. It's not and never will. We're at a stalemate where one side wants to completely eradicate this thing, and another wants to lick doorknobs and make out with her sister. You. If we're gonna be at odds like this, nothing's gonna get better. Maybe when the gas prices shot up, you should realize that now is not the time to visit Florida. Besides, who would want to go there from the start? They use candy bars as currency and they think hot dogs are vegetables. If you want to see a meth and a stripper fight over pancakes, just save the money and visit Denny's instead. Finally, have we given up on social media bandwagons? Because 2020 didn't go by without my friends telling me to post something to prove I'm not a terrible person. Look, this isn't something that Jesus would want. This is boasting and showboating. And it's something that... This boasting and showboating is something he hated. The Pharisees at this time would always pray in public and boast about how great they were. Look, I'm all for helping people out when I can. But posting to Instagram doesn't do anything. The poor aren't getting less poor from me resharing this infographic. If you want change, make the politicians pay or make the rich pay. How am I supposed to be in charge of the world when I can barely change the socks I wear? Okay, I've got a goofy one. We have our ways of unwinding, but sometimes we find ourselves in a pit of despair. Not every person to have just one beer. Some people can't just have a puff. But if I ever find myself in a state of sadness, for some reason I only crave one thing. Rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah, I know. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, <laughs> rotisserie chicken. Yeah, that's what I eat, but not a piece, the whole thing. At first, I didn't realize that it was a problem. It all began when I went to the store with my sister. With that store, sushi is on sale on Wednesday. I really wanted to get sushi at first, but then I saw it. A rotisserie chicken. Best of all, it was the exact same price as a platter of sushi. I'm no wise ass, but I knew I was going to get more than just a dinky little plate of sushi. So that's why I did. I got home, put it in the oven, and I enjoyed it. My sister started to laugh at me because she said it's something that Henry VIII would have done. She's lucky I don't own a sword, otherwise I would have done something he was also known for. Now, this would have been the end of it if I weren't talking about it to a co-worker. She told me that she's done the exact same thing. How about that? Two depressed people who enjoy eating the hell out of a rotisserie chicken. You know what? We can share that in common, because Lord knows we're never not going to share our food. And later on, I spoke about that with an online friend, and she did the exact same thing. You know, I think we've got ourselves a movement. You can keep your weed and booze, because there's no better way to say it. We're sticking with chicken. Okay, 
kind of like the last episode, I'm gonna include a little live snippet. There was an open mic night a while back. I think it was November. It was back in November. Back in November, there was an open mic night, and I kind of knew I wanted to go up and talk to people, but no one wanted to be the first person, so I decided to get up and talk a bit. It's November, it was after Halloween, so of course I'm going to talk about coffee. Enjoy. That's okay. Yeah. What the date is today? November. Okay, so that's kind of been a question if anyone can answer it. So, are we officially out of pumpkin spice latte season? Well, <laughs> you gotta know for the Starbucks people. That's official. Okay, the Starbucks people say so. I'm not quite sure when it ends, though, because slowly but surely we sneak our way into peppermint mocha, and all of a sudden, pumpkin spice is just gone. It's a relic of the past. But Starbucks is actually pretty interesting. However, I don't use Starbucks, I just make my coffee at home. So according to the approach every old person, I must be a millionaire. But it's weird, when I drink coffee, it doesn't make me energized, it makes me more concentrated. So I guess during Halloween in October, I couldn't really call it a cup of coffee, I can call it more a cup of hocus focus.